Hello and welcome to Casual Friday here in Hangouts and Headlines, September 9th, 2022. I have to admit, having gone through the articles we're about to talk about today, it's not so casual of a Friday. We're not talking about the DC Universe and Warner Brothers Discovery, which I thought we might be talking about today. We're not talking about various video game bits of news, like Splatoon 3's launch today. Hogue House is excited. We're instead going to be talking about internet infrastructure and the wildly complicated set of affairs that face those infrastructure providers when there's maybe something that they help provide on the internet that they don't like. Um, and it's a very, very complicated question. We're going to be talking about it. It's very well considered, I would say, by the company we're going to be talking about, Cloudflare, which provides, for purposes of this discussion, a service that prevents cyber attacks on websites. And I think they do it for free. They certainly mentioned that they do it for free for a lot of people. And we're going to be talking about what happens when that interacts with both things they find reprehensible as well as things they find to be immediate threats uh, of damage or, or, or damage to human life. So, you know, just the casualist of Fridays. We're also, of course, going to be talking at least a little bit. I've got an article that someone sent in that I will mention when we get to it about the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I know that that is, as it turns out on social media, a complicated topic for a number of people. I don't blame anybody for being complicated about that. It's a head of state. You're always going to have feelings about a head of state, especially one that had reigned for as long as Queen Elizabeth did. But in this space, we're a very rest in peace uh, oriented type folks. I think that matches with reasonable minds can differ. So we're not going to be talking about it politically. We've just got a, a very light story about Queen Elizabeth joking around that was sent in that I thought was a, a nice touch here. I know a number of you follow from the, the UK, from Britain, from Europe in general. I would be willing to bet that you have some thoughts on it. I do want to express my condolences to uh, the, the, the people of uh, the United Kingdom uh, that, um, that lost a head of state, however you feel about it. It was somebody that was in that position for my entire life. And I'd be willing to bet for everyone's entire life that is watching Hangouts and Headlines this morning, you'd have to be what? You'd have to be a little bit over the age of 70 uh, to be uh, knowledgeable about a time when the United Kingdom uh, was not uh, was not ruled over by Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and so uh, I think it's important to to take those steps and, and, to, and to be kind as much as we can in this space. Obviously, like I said, heads of state, they're going to have a legacy. Some people are going to agree with, some people are going to disagree with. We're not going to get into that here. Uh, but it is obviously a big a big moment in history, and I did want to at least call that out. We're going to read that article um, because I thought it was funny, honestly. Uh, and I, I prefer that lighthearted approach to uh, especially the immediate aftermath of a person's passing. I, I think there's always time to talk about politics and legacy and things like that after the fact. So that's going to be our take here on that in Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a historic day yesterday, certainly. And, and I wanted to mention that to folks, uh, as secret McSquirrel says, lover or hater, she was a constant, right? And, uh, you know, I think on the American side of things, that's almost difficult to comprehend, right? The, the, the best president we've ever had, had eight years, the worst president we've ever had, had eight years. Um, and so, or, or, or maximum of eight years, um, obviously. And so, uh, we don't we don't get used to that. Our lives in, in the United States are a continuing kind of march of of heads of state. 
Uh, obviously, the United Kingdom has uh, you know multiple heads of state. Realistically, Parliament's doing a lot of the work there. Uh, so, in any event, yes, she was a constant. Um, <laughs> Ardo's being sarcastic with me already this morning. I know a time when the UK was ruled by King Charles III, but it hasn't been that long yet. Yes, okay, all right. I meant, I like this. This is like talking to my family in the house, by the way, Ardo, which is like, uh-oh, you know, the king immediately became king yesterday. It's like, yes, okay, all right. Technically, you know two reigns. I meant before yesterday, but you got me. I will accept that very technically correct approach. Uh, so yes, we, we all do know a, a second reign. Um, uh, Lucius has some thoughts on Cloudflare uh, Flare deciding not to host Kiwi Farms. They didn't host them. They are blocking them, which is an interesting kind of discussion point there. They provided security services. Uh, but the Internet Archive deciding to delete their archives makes no sense. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in the article a little bit. This is, <laughs> for those of you that don't know Kiwi Farms, hello, YouTube. I'm sure you're already bot analyzing this video. I'm sure we're going to say all sorts of things here that are going to make you unhappy. But for those of you that don't know, uh, it is one of those forums on the Internet uh, that, at best, was highly caustic. Um, and at worst, depending on your characterization of these things, and again, we're not going to get into politics here. It's going to be a fun episode, like I said. Uh, at worst was you know, threatening. Um, and that's what Cloudflare found here. Cloudflare is hard to say. I keep wanting to say Cloudfare, which I think is something like the, the amount of money you pay a taxi that otherwise transports you through the air back to the future two style. I think that's a Cloudfare uh, in case you're interested. But Cloudflare... Uh, also has a very complicated question to answer because they just provide shields for cyber attacks and they don't want to be in the business of making these decisions. And, and I found their posts to be very well considered, even if on any given thing they consider, you might otherwise disagree with them. So it was a little bit like reading a Supreme Court case, honestly. Uh, and that's interesting to me in this space. That's why we're covering it here uh, in Hangouts and Headlines. Uh, but it's a complicated question, folks. I will say that. No question at all. Uh, the fact that when people say the queen and Americans know exactly which person is being referred to says everything. I, I, I Like I said, it was a historic day, certainly. Um, uh, Tegmark says technically correct is the best kind of correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a lawyer. I can respect it. Um, I'm American, but the queen was the queen my whole life and really my parents' whole lives. Yep. Um, and then Kurt coming in here. Hey, Kurt, thank you for watching. Never a time when we have not known the kind reign of Hogue. I ran over nothing and I want it that way. Let me be clear. <laughs> Were you to bestow me with power, I would do my best to make sure that that power could not be used at all. That That is what I like. Um, so I no, no reigning over here, uh, certainly. Um, Kaylee Lynn says, I'm trying hard to listen to you, Hogue, but my AirPods keep doing a weird cutting out thing and I hate it and I just want to hear you. Crying emoji, crying emoji. I am so sorry. Yeah, technology is sometimes a problem. A boon most times, but sometimes really, really annoying, certainly to fix. Uh, and I, I apologize. I don't know why I'm apologizing exactly, but I apologize for my voice not coming through clearly on your AirPods. Um, let's see here. You, do, you, you, you are getting into some of the controversy here with Cloudflare. Here's a comment. Protects ISIS, but the farms was the most dangerous site they covered. Uh, like I said, what, there are issues that I have with their comments. We're going to get to it. We're, hold, just hold on. We're, we're just hanging out right now. I am positive 
that folks will have a lot to say when we start getting into when we start getting into the specifics of this story because there there's a lot of sensitivity there. In fact, it was one of those where I thought it was important enough to cover in Hangouts. I thought I had enough to say on it. And I thought twice. I don't usually do that. I talk about a lot of stuff here, but I thought twice because it's like there's going to be a lot of people that are very interested in this. In fact, as I reflected on this story, as I read it yesterday, I realized that somebody had actually super chatted here and asked me a comment on it in on that story, which I didn't know anything about uh, in respect of like, I want to say Nick Ricada. Um, And so. That was interesting to me. I, I thought about that when I saw the stories. Oh, okay, this is what people have been interested in talking about. So we will, we will get to it. <laughs> we will get to it. Uh, you're apologizing because you're from the Midwest. It is a little bit reflective, right? Uh, you, you, you do say, you know, I'm sorry because a lot of things are my fault in the world. This is just truth. Um, and so my initial instinct is, oh, that, that's probably my fault, right? But as you get through the apology, you're like, you know, actually, actually, I don't believe I have personal blame or authority over this person's AirPods. I don't think. Um, certainly my AirPods don't work from time to time, and I'm always upset at that, so I don't think it's my fault. Uh, but I do. I, I don't want people to have to go through things that need redress or need apologies, uh, and so I'm immediately sympathetic to anybody dealing with those issues. That's just me. Maybe that's a Midwestern thing. Maybe that's a Hogue thing. I don't know. Either way, Um uh, let's see here. I'm currently lost down the immortality rabbit hole. Thank you, question mark. Oh, I felt like an obsessive. You know those like uh, those Charlie Day gifts where he's like putting the lines together and hanging strings together. When I was playing immortality, I felt like I was a crazed detective uh, that was a, a, something of a lunatic. Uh, but I got every clip. I got every other clip. You know what I mean if you're playing immortality. Uh, and I loved it to death. It 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 will be my game of the year. We always reserve. Lawyers don't like to make guarantees. We always reserve, hey, it's September. It's possible something could come out in the next three months that beats Immortality, but I think Immortality is going to go on my top 10 games of all time list. Uh, so if you're at all interested in the concept, which again is putting video clips together, and I'm not going to make it any more exciting than that. You have to go look for it on your own. Uh, then please do check out Immortality. It's amazing. It's amazing. So I'm glad that you're down that rabbit hole. Uh, sympathy should not require guilt. Signed a Midwesterner. Much of my upbringing and jurisdictional location has a certain guilt level associated with it. That is just me. I don't have a high level of guilt. It's not like I truly feel responsible, but I have that initial pang of, hey, probably something I did. <laughs> so that, that, that that's where I go. Stephanie says, blame Apple. Apple's always worthy of guilt. They are, aren't they? Um, my cheap Bluetooth version works. Sunglasses emoji. This emoji is cool got sunglasses on chilling out. I don't know what the coolest emoji is um but uh this guy seems this guy seems like he's pretty cool he's got the sunglasses on you can be sorry that it's happening without owning any fault yeah yeah but I, when I say I apologize I think that probably goes too far so you know whatever casual Friday we're analyzing ourselves I, I'm I'm on the uh, I'm on the psychiatrist couch with uh, you know 330 of you you can analyze what's wrong with Hogue. That'll be a fun. That'll be a fun episode. We'll just put the headline up. It'll just be a question mark, and we'll just show up and be like, "Okay, guys, I need you to talk to me about why I apologize uh, in in various circumstances." It'll be fun. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. It's also a Midwestern phrase of empathy. Yes. Well, I, I'm sorry for your loss. That kind of thing. I yeah, I do that uh, absolutely. So definitely, definitely. 
Felt weird watching one of my favorite TV shows in France and see them recommend Immortality as well. Laughing emoji. What kind of TV show was it? Was it like a news show? Do you have a video game show in France? Because I'm envious already. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think we have anything that to, that is pretty good uh, high production value video game show. Uh, at least not yet. Something to add because I'm not online enough. We can do a weekly video game show. Uh, I get I get Ian in here. It'll be fantastic. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, just watched Thor: Love and Thunder last night. I saw it went up. I watched the first ten minutes. Was waiting for it to be released. I really liked it. Really funny. So gonna get mad at me so i said i watched it for 10 minutes because i turned it off because i was not feeling it um and humor is so so subjective right and so the first 10 minutes which might be the worst it gets so I, please don't consider this a review of the movie i don't know first 10 minutes it, it has a, an intro that's not what i mean because that was pretty well done then you're getting into uh some of the background stuff with thor not going to go into any spoilers don't worry about that folks it is such dumb humor I, and and this isn't again laura I, I love a lot of dumb stuff. Um, it's It was just not where I was at at the time. <laughs> and so I'm like, you know what? This is too dumb for me right now. And I have to come back to it. That doesn't mean it can't be funny. That also doesn't mean it can't be funny if it hits me in the right day in the right time. Uh, but I did try to watch it yesterday and I'm going to have to take another pass because there's a certain level of silliness that sometimes I'm just not in the mood for. Uh, and uh, that might be a personal failing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it is available on Disney plus. If you have that as is, I think the Pinocchio movie, um, which I, I saw was just getting pilloried, uh, in reviews, but we'll see. We will see. Uh, law tube sub says Cloudflare is free for small enterprises and organizations that promote free speech, journalism, human rights in the face of oppressive governments. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to look, we're going to look at their comments because it's very, very interesting. Um, I'm sorry for your losses and apologizing for the death, except in very specific circumstances. Um, yes, like surgeons maybe, or like a, a really, really passive aggressive James Bond villain that, uh, you know, comes in and that's that's the threat line. Uh, but no, it's it's not really apologizing for causing the death. It's, it's apologizing for the feeling that this person is having because that sucks. Grief sucks. It's also necessary, but it sucks. Uh, that's a that's an official legal analysis here uh, from Hoglaw. Britt, on the subject of the Queen, I've never understood America's fascination with the royal family from the Queen to Princess Diana to Prince William and Harry. Americans follow their lives for some reason I cannot comprehend. I, I really wish that co-counsel were here uh, to talk on this issue because um, uh, that that's basically where I get my pipeline of information about the royals from. I I think... Certainly in America, we're separated from whatever that reign might be, whatever the scandals might be, whatever the issues with the treasury might be. We're separated from the, the specific and real and reality-based costs and concerns of that. So we're, we're one step removed, which makes it kind of a uh, Hollywood movie type thing, right? And we are, of course, uh, historically tied to that dynasty, tied to that empire, uh, and so we look at it from afar, I think, um, with rose colored glasses, it's also treated that way in our media, right? So you see Americans fascination, um, to some extent, this is a, a sympathetic relationship between both the people that are interested in the thing, gets the clicks, gets the views and the people that make the content. Um, so our media has long been pretty, uh, interested in it. And I can't tell you from where that comes. I can tell you. I live in a house that is interested in the Royals. 
Um, and so I actually got immediately after I was told, uh, after I finished Hangouts and Headlines yesterday, uh, co-counsel comes in, opens the door and says, I just want you to know um, Queen Elizabeth is in Scotland. They've called in the royal family. Um, and honestly, this is just me being honest. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know why I was getting told this news. Um, and then I thought about it a little bit more. So a little dense at the top. In case you're ever wondering, I can be a little dense on, on certain issues. Um, and then, yeah, and then we looked at the story basically all day. Um, so I, I, it doesn't affect us in the negative. It's something to look at. We don't have it. There's an exotic quality to it. And, you know, our, our one of our biggest cultural exports is, is Disney and that fairy tale and princesses and kings and queens. And you could say that's silly if you like as well, but... I think that does create a certain romance around kingdoms and monarchies and, and queens and things like that, that I'd be willing to guess that a lot of other jurisdictions don't have, particularly ones that have to deal with that figurehead uh, or head of state directly. So that's my thoughts on that. I don't know. Maybe some other commenters have some thoughts as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, 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 it's complicated, but those are my thoughts there. Um, my son loves the screaming goats. Haven't gotten any screaming goats. I'm going to level with you. Doesn't sound like something I would enjoy right now in my current mood. Maybe there will be a day where I say, you know what? I was told by Kelly, there are screaming goats. That sounds right up my alley right now, but I'll probably watch it pretty soon. And maybe I'll report on it. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. I don't have enough more to say on, on that. Love and Thunder breaks the fourth wall way too much. Like She-Hulk? Like, like literally breaking the fourth wall? That sounds... You guys are not making it sound like something I want to put on my TV right now. Uh, so I've got a lot to watch. I do have those She-Hulks. I have another Rings of Power. I have uh, another Game of Thrones on Sunday. I'm, you guys are not selling me on Thor Love and Thunder. Um, so, you know, uh, so such humor as She-Hulk twerking. Is that a thing that happens? Okay. So maybe not She-Hulk. You know what? I am not caught up on Better Call Saul. Maybe we'll watch some better call saw. We'll certainly be watching the Michigan Wolverines and chances are my TV is going to be taken over by Splatoon 3 as soon as the kids get home. Uh, so we won't worry about it. If you love it, you love it. Okay. Hogue doesn't have to like it. I'm a curmudgeon. I'm an old man. I shout at clouds, right? That's what I do. Um, okay. So we have an absolute ton of stuff to get through. I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. Sardinisms wants to talk to me about my tweets yesterday. So I'll answer this. Disney Light Valley. Oh, that's Dreamlight Valley. Okay. It's Dreamlight. Maybe better at King being Kingdom Hearts 1 than Kingdom Hearts 1. However, Kingdom Hearts hasn't been about Disney for years. So Dreamlight Valley can't compare to the recent entries, not the same category. I'm going to say something here, which is that I think Kingdom Hearts only ever came to popularity because of those Disney interactions and that it, the series has been missing them and any depthful storytelling or any interesting twist on the Disney content for a very long time. And if it's not a Disney series, putting it in so perfunctorily as they did in Kingdom Hearts 3 is a great travesty, both of game design and my time. And I'm still offended at Kingdom Hearts 3. And I apologize if you loved it. Continue to love it. Again, I'm just a curmudgeon. Uh, but it is the biggest missed opportunity of actually doing something with brands and licenses that you actually licensed in that may exist in the video game uh, universe. So Dreamlight Valley, which I will heartily recommend to anybody that asks, uh, is instead taking that wish of interacting with Disney characters and their plot lines and using them in ways that are reflective but not identical to their movies. That is what Kingdom Hearts was at base uh, promised to us. If it's something else, 
that's fine. I find that something else to be dumb. And the license and the time I have to spend walking through Frozen in Kingdom Hearts 3, completely wasted. So that's as strong a language as you'll get here. We're talking serious issues here on Casual Friday. <laughs> Sardinisms, if you love it. Please do keep loving it. Uh, Kingdom Hearts has really, really annoyed me. Kingdom Hearts 3, just my most disappointing game of that year. Um, Nicholas asks, have you stocked up on mods for the articles? For the articles we're talking about today, I, I have not stocked up on mods. You think we're going to get in trouble? Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think this community and this audience is great. We can we can hang out, do this stuff uh, together. Uh, Sardinism says, I loved Kingdom Hearts 3, but not the Disney Worlds. I, exactly. If you like that, the stuff from the Sora plotline, great. I find that convoluted. I'm not alone there. But the Disney Worlds are, are just really lame, really shallow, really poorly thought out for what you could do with Disney interactions. Um, DLV would be a better Disney license. Still salty, Maleficent is sidelined. Uh, in Kingdom Hearts 3, what are they even doing with that plotline? Sorry, we're having a side conversation here live on YouTube. Uh, but uh, in any event, Kingdom Hearts 1 was a great game. I like Kingdom Hearts 2 as well, especially the second loop around. Uh, but Kingdom Hearts 3, really, really problematic. Okay. All right. Let's talk about some articles. We're going to start out, like I said, with just a very light story about Queen Elizabeth. I found funny. Uh, again, American, not directly within the territories here. It doesn't affect me. So take that with the grain of salt. But uh, Mad Geek on, uh, on Twitter DM me, said, hey, I thought this would be a good fit for Casual Friday's vibe. On a story like this one, I agree. Um, so maybe you already know this story, but this was put up by Reuters. Uh, and they said, what Queen Elizabeth said when asked, have you ever met the Queen? The story of how Queen Elizabeth handled an encounter with an American hiker who did not recognize her, recounted by a former bodyguard who was with her that day, revealed the fun-loving side of her personality that the public rarely saw. The monarch was out in the hills near her Scottish castle at Balmoral. I apologize if I got that pronunciation wrong, which I shouldn't because I've heard it about 25 times uh, in the last 24 hours. When two U.S. tourists on a walking holiday approached and one of them engaged her in conversation, said former Royal Protection Officer... Richard Griffin, known as Dick. So the queen and her secret service agent are out in the hills. They meet some U.S. tourists. And these U.S. tourists ask the queen where she lives. So she says London, adding that she had a holiday home just over the hill and that she had been visiting the area for more than 80 years since she was a little girl. She did not say she was referring to Balmoral. Aware that the castle was in the vicinity, the hiker then asked her if she had ever met the queen. Quick as a flash, this is recounted. That's why it's in quotes from Dick. Uh, she said, I haven't, but Dick here meets her regularly. The hiker then asked Griffin what the monarch was like in person. And this is Dick talking because I was with her a long time and I knew I could pull her leg. Slash, <laughs> parenthetical tease her. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Reuters. Or, or I guess this is part of the quote. I said, oh, she can be very cantankerous at times, but she's got a lovely sense of humor. Delighted, the hiker then put his arm around Griffin's shoulder and asked if he could have a picture of the two of them together. Before I could see what was happening, he gets his camera and gives it to the queen and says, can you take a picture of us? I love this story. This is a, this is the lighthearted kind of rest in peace story that I like in, in the immediate aftermath of somebody passing. The queen obliged, and then Griffin took the camera and took a picture of her with the pair of hikers. So at least they did get the picture with the queen. Later, Griffin said the queen told them, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when he shows those photographs to friends in America. And hopefully someone tells him who I am. Wouldn't that be hilarious at some point 
you get that. And then somebody says, you know, that's that's the Queen of England. That's that's Queen Elizabeth in that picture with you. Uh, that would that would be really funny. Um, and so just a lighthearted story, again, of the rest in peace variety. Um, and you can leave the rest of the politics and the legacy and all that stuff to other channels or other people. Uh, but I did want to share that with you. It was recommended to me again by Mad Geek uh, on Twitter. Thank you so much for sharing that. Speaking of that, he had also mentioned that there are potentially issues with the podcast getting up on the Apple store that they haven't seen the last two of those in that store. Do check that out for me if you otherwise follow the podcast or, or, or listen to it on other services. I'm getting listens on the episodes, uh, so I don't see that necessarily uh, as being an issue, but it might be that I have to wire some things or Apple screwed something up since it's worked for five years now. Um, so please do check that out for me while you're there. Leave a, leave a review uh, if you get so inclined. Uh, but I, I have to look at that as a little bit of housekeeping. Um, Gecko Gamer says, I did notice that a lot of Americans seem to be unaware of the reality of monarchy in general. Most of the time, it's utterly banal. Yeah, absolutely. It's romanticized here. Uh, it's separate from us. It is alien. It is exotic. It is using titles and saying things like queen and your majesty that we see in Disney movies, uh, but that doesn't directly affect us. So I think that's the, the melange of ingredients that result in, in this particular American, um, some would say obsession, some would just say interest uh, in the British monarchy. Uh, Nicholas says, best story, Queen took Saudi royalty for a drive in a bumpy countryside one as a subtle protest to Saudi women not being allowed to drive. I did see that story. I did see that story. I, I think there are those kinds of, of lighthearted stories that are of, of, of interest in the immediate passing. Um, so that's, that's what I've got on Queen Elizabeth. Uh, again, I know a lot of people that follow this channel that otherwise watch this content are affected. Um, and again, my condolences and, and, and rest in peace. Let's get to a little bit more controversial of the story. And that is Cloudflare. So we actually have to do some background here. I'm a lawyer, I'm a tech lawyer as a matter of fact, but I still can't pretend to know everything about how this magic box in front of me makes all the things come into the computer or makes my voice and my face go out of the computer. I know enough to be dangerous as I say in this space. Uh, and in fact, there's apparently a lot of danger surrounding the questions we're about to talk about today. So we have to understand what Cloudflare does. If you already know this, I apologize, but I find it of significant interest. I also find of significant interest some of the knots they tie themselves into in terms of explaining why they will act in some cases and why they won't. So Cloudflare launched nearly 12 years ago, which seems like such a short period of time when they say we have millions of customers from small businesses and individual developers to approximately 30% of the Fortune 500. My clients, if they grew at that pace in 12 years, would be over the moon. Today, more than 20% of the web relies directly on Cloudflare services. Over the time since we launched, our set of services has become much more complicated. With that complexity, we have developed policies around how we handle abuse of different Cloudflare features. Just as a broad platform like Google has different abuse policies for search, Gmail, YouTube, and Blogger, Cloudflare has developed different abuse policies as we've introduced new products. Uh, however, as questions have arisen, they have a link here, but it's going to be mostly covered by this. I did check on that. We thought it made sense to describe these policies in more detail here. So this is about five days ago that they put this blog post up. Uh, maybe it's a week at this point. Uh, it's the end of August. So yeah, it's, it's actually about 10 days ago. Let me get the, let me get the facts right here. The policies we built reflect ideas and recommendations from human rights experts, activists, 
academics and regulators. Our guiding principles require abuse policies to be specific to the service being used. This is to ensure that any actions we take both reflect the ability to address the harm and minimize unintended consequences. Now understand, before we get into kind of the specifics here, this blog post doesn't come out of the blue. It's not out of nowhere. This is all relating to this website, Kiwi Farms, that as I said, is variously described by folks online as alt-right, repugnant, um, threatening folks, doxing folks, all these various things. I cannot pretend to have been a purveyor of this particular website. So as always, the one thing that we have to do is take other people's descriptions of things with a bit of a grain of salt, but I'm sure that folks can do research on this a little bit more and come to their own conclusions on what it is. Certainly Cloudflare did, and one of the issues that I have when we look at the next post where they do talk about blocking this particular website is that they don't get into specifics. And that's fine because the specifics they're talking about are apparently heinous and that's why they're taking the action that they do. But from afar, if you're not in it, if you're not looking at the situation as it happens, it creates a bit of a vacuum. And it's a vacuum that I think is potentially dangerous because Cloudflare has said this action that they have taken is dangerous. And if you don't put those receipts down there somewhere that people can look at to say, hey, this is why this isn't precedential. This is why this is different from that. You wind up with this hole in understanding what just occurred. And I think that's probably the wrong call to make. We will get there when we get there. But I also understand the instinct to say, I'm not going to repeat the bad things that I'm otherwise trying to block from the internet. Again, as I promised folks, this is ultra, ultra uh, complicated. Cloudflare's products. Cloudflare provides a broad range of products that fall generally into three buckets. Hosting products, we host your web content. Security services, we put up shields against cyber attacks. And core internet technology. This is stuff that is way beyond my pay grade, but it's like the server addresses and things that actually make the internet work on a global basis. And they put this really interesting and kind of helpful picture up about how they think of this, which is that um, on the left here, they say this is the order of things that require the most content moderation, right? So it's ads, it's search engines, it's the actual hosting of the content. And as we go down it, it requires less content moderation and is more concerned about legal process, due process, because this is the internet on the whole, right? By the time you get to here, we're actually making the internet access and addresses work. That's that's a potential problem. Same with web navigation, the addresses and DNS and et cetera. Here is what we've got that we're talking about right now. Website availability, which you'll find is right in the middle of should we moderate? Should we take these kinds of steps? What kind of requirement do we have to wait on legal due process? And Cloudflare is going to do a lot of gazing at its navel here. I think it's well considered. I like this blog post a lot, uh, but it kind of meanders like a law student in 1L uh, trying to figure out how constitutional law affects a given set of facts. As described below, our policies take a different approach on a product by product basis in each of these categories. So they host sometimes. We we store uh, online content. We don't do search. We don't do ads. We don't do recommendations. And when we host, this is what we're used to seeing. This is when I go over the YouTube terms of service or the Twitter terms of service. If I'm a platform and I'm hosting stuff, this is the highest level, at least as Cloudflare looks at it, of having the right to moderate. Hosting products are those products where Cloudflare is the ultimate host of the content. This is different from products where we are merely providing security or temporary caching services and the content is hosted elsewhere. Because the vast majority of Cloudflare customers do not yet use our hosting products, 
I like this. There's a little bit of business there. They don't yet. We're going to get there. Abuse complaints and actions involving these products are currently relatively rare. Our decision to disable access to content and hosting products fundamentally results in that content being taken offline, at least until it is republished elsewhere. We remove your website. We may remove or disable access to the content that we believe, and this is the YouTube list that you're used to, right? Uh, we've got uh, CSAM. We know that infringes intellectual property rights uh, determined by an appropriate legal process to be defamatory or libelous. The Washington Post doesn't follow that rule. Is otherwise illegal, harmful, violence. It's the typical kind of terms of service. If we view it as something we don't want to be associated with, we can take it down. That's when we host the content. We maintain discretion in how we apply our hosting policy and generally seek to apply content restrictions as narrowly as possible. Our guiding principle is that organizations closest to content are best at determining when the content is abusive. It also recognizes that overbroad takedowns can have significant unintended impact on access to content online, right? Cloudflare, even though I just described them as being like YouTube, are actually one level higher than that. They're, they're, the, they're the provider of, of platform infrastructure, even at the hosting level. And they say, hey, if you're running a forum, the forum's rules should be first. The closest to the content is who should be described, dis deciding when it's abusive. But we reserve the right to do that here. It gets more complicated at security services. We've got a super chat. Thank you for the generous super chat, Britt. Um, most tech companies' logic is broken. It is amazing how smart people cannot logic their way to consistent policies. They use motivated logic to reach the conclusion they want, even if inconsistent from their last public statement. Um, there are going to be problems of that type with these announcements. And maybe, Britt, you're already familiar with this story of Cloudflare continuing to say, hey, this doesn't show anything. Hey, this might be wrong. That's kind of the weirdest thing that they kind of intimate is we might be taking the wrong action here. Um, but we're doing it anyway. There's clearly an institutional concern with their decision to do this, which is at some level nice to see. You you don't want companies to be flippant about this kind of thing, but the action is still being taken and it's still worthy of analysis. And when the actual actor taking that action says, I don't know, it could be wrong. It's not the greatest feeling to look at this situation uh, from afar. So I don't know if it's motivated reasoning or not. I can't speak to Cloudflare and, and their behind the scenes. I do think you're probably right that there's some of that happening here vis-a-vis uh, -vis what is actually being said and done on this particular website. Security services. The overwhelming majority of Cloudflare's millions of customers use only our security services. So if we're thinking about Cloudflare, they are predominantly a cyber attack shield company. Cloudflare made a decision early in our history that we wanted to make security tools as widely available as possible. This meant that we provided many tools for free or at minimal cost to best limit the impact and effectiveness of a wide range of cyber attacks. Most of our customers pay us nothing. Now, there's usefulness there. There's marketing. There's being able to go out there and say, this is what we are about. We want you to feel good about ultimately, if you're big enough, paying for our services where we make money uh, as a company that provides these services. Uh, but... You get to go out here with statements that I think feel good, certainly feel good to me, uh, that say our most pressing and important thing that we do is protect folks from cyber attacks that we don't want to see an internet that is rife with them. And so we feel called or we otherwise feel motivated to provide these shields, provide these protections against cyber attacks, no matter what we're protecting. That our notion is we are a utility. We are, you'll see them reference, we are firefighters. We prevent fires, we put out fires, uh, and we don't want to be in the business of deciding what's worthy of protection because down that road lies madness. And you see them kind of going mad with this set of stories today, honestly.
giving everyone the ability to sign up for our services online also reflects our view that cyber attacks not only should not be used for silencing vulnerable groups, but are not the appropriate mechanism for addressing problematic content online at all. That cyber attacks are fundamentally bad in all places, no matter how righteous the motivation might be. We believe cyber attacks in any form should be relegated to the dustbin of history. The decision to provide security tools so widely has meant that we've had to think carefully about when or if we ever terminate access to those services. And spoiler alert, this is a story about them deciding to, to terminate access to those services. This blog post is made in the shadow of this controversy happening. And I don't know whether or not when they write this blog post, they are thinking that they are going to terminate services to Kiwi Farms or whether they think they're not, right? That's kind of creating some of the, the conflict here because I don't know that they want to commit either way when they put up this blog post. This is true, not just for the content where a complaint may be filed, but also for the precedent the takedown sets. Our conclusion, informed by all of the many conversations we've had and the thoughtful discussion in the broader community, is that voluntarily terminating access to services that protect against cyber attack is not the correct approach. So we've got a sentence here in their blog post that says terminating their security services because we're just against cyber attacks in all instances is not the correct approach. Remembering, of course, that that's the decision that they're going to make. Avoiding an abuse of power. Some argue that we should terminate these services to content we find reprehensible so that others can launch attacks to knock it offline. That is the equivalent argument in the physical world that the fire department shouldn't respond to fires in the homes of people who do not possess sufficient moral character. Both in the physical world and online, that is a dangerous precedent and one that is over the long term most likely to disproportionately harm vulnerable and marginalized communities. Uh, and I, I think it would harm, harm the entire internet uh, but certainly, by definition, vulnerable communities are, in fact, vulnerable. So there's nothing wrong there. Today, more than 20% of the web uses Cloudflare security services. When considering our policies, we need to be mindful of the impact we have and precedent we set for the internet as a whole. <clears throat> Terminating security services for content that our team personally feels is disgusting and immoral would be the popular choice. We could win Twitter credit for that. But in the long term, such choices make it more difficult to protect content that supports oppressed and marginalized voices against attacks. Here's the thing that Cloudflare is having trouble with, right? This overall concept, hey, we are going to provide this service agnostic to what this service might be protecting, is a good one. It is a strong one. It is a defensible position. But they know they want to take this action from time to time, and they very much don't want to be called what they will describe later on as free speech absolutists. Now, they're just also self-described as a utility, and they're going to really talk about what is effectively a kind of absolutist principle, but they don't want to be called that. So they're struggling. You can feel them kind of scraping against being put into these various buckets because they view free speech absolutism as uh, negative. Uh, they, they view it as a, a political something or other. I can't, again, read their minds, but they don't want to be called that. And yet they also think that they're taking away their services based on the actual speech, that the nature of the content uh, is something that shouldn't be done. I tend to agree with them here, uh, and I think it would serve a bad precedent. I think they know it serves a bad precedent because we'll see later on that when they do take these actions, they start to get a lot of requests to take these actions in other contexts, which makes sense. Oh, well, if you're willing to block Kiwi Farms, as we saw in comments to this very channel, why aren't you blocking ISIS? 
Why aren't you blocking X, Y, or Z? Whatever it might be, and I'm sure you can think of something that you think is inappropriate to be online or for the anybody to read, right? I'm, I'm sure each and every one of us can think of something that we think is just absolutely ridiculous to be online. Why aren't you doing that if this crossed that line? How did it cross that line? And that's why it's so important for me to say that excluding the receipts, excluding the examples from what they decide to do is a massive mistake. And again, I know you don't want to buy Barbara Streisand this. I know, I understand why you made that choice. But if it's going to have precedential effect, if you want to make sure it doesn't, you need to go through that process of being Justice Breyer or Sotomayor or Gorsuch or anybody else except Roberts and writing out why you came to this particular thought process. That's why that opinion making is so important is to try to get to the nitty gritty of how you're thinking. And again, if, if you're uh, certain justices in specific cases being utterly dismissed by virtual legality uh, and, and this channel, you, you know, you want to get out there in front of those kinds of things, but you have to go and do the work because otherwise you are spouting interesting nonsense like an academic professor that doesn't have anything to do with this question out into the ether and that's why I don't like this so much. I do think it's well considered, but it's not perfectly considered. And I think this is all going to create problems regardless of how you feel about Kiwi Farms. And it certainly sounds like a place that I would not like to visit. Refining our policy based on what we've learned. This isn't hypothetical. Thousands of times per day, which is a lot, we receive calls that we terminate security services based on content that someone reports as offensive. Uh, most of these don't make the news. Most of the times these decisions don't conflict with our moral views, yet... Two times in the past, we did decide to terminate content from our security services because we found it reprehensible. In 2017, we terminated the neo-Nazi troll site, The Daily Stormer. Yes, YouTube, I'm saying all the magic words today. And in 2019, we terminated the conspiracy theory forum, 8chan. In a deeply troubling response, which is also entirely predictable, after both terminations, we saw a dramatic increase in authoritarian regimes attempting to have us terminate security services for human rights organizations, often citing the language from our own justifications back to us. Yeah, um, and I'm no, I'm no lover of authoritarian regimes. And I suspect this sentence is broader than this. This is their best example of why it's a problem. But I expect that a lot of individuals and a lot of other political bodies and folks that have other uh, fish to fry, as it were, said, hey, if you're going to say this about this, if you're going to say this about this, I've got another one for you. Why aren't you doing anything? If you're going to if you're going to be that police, if you're going to be the Internet police on this stuff, you got to be the Internet police. And that might be deeply troubling. It's also entirely predictable. Since those decisions, we've had significant discussions with policymakers worldwide. From those discussions, we concluded that the power to terminate security services for the sites was not a power Cloudflare should hold. This blog post goes places, people. Not because the content of those sites wasn't abhorrent, it was, but because security services most closely resemble internet utilities. This is what we might otherwise refer to as regulatory capture, which is a phrase you've heard to me before. This is Cloudflare, and we'll see it in the Ars Technica article that we also have, if we can get through it all uh, before I have to do some law firm stuff, uh, is them asking regulators and governments to regulate them. They don't want this power predominantly because they're not comfortable with it and they don't want to be on the hook for it, right? When these folks say, hey, now you have to do this, they don't have a good logical argument against it. You don't see logic here. You say, yeah, okay, you're using our words against us. Uh, we would prefer the governments to have to deal with this. Um, and to some extent, I can understand that position. To another extent, I find it 
a little bit of a moral failing, right? If, if you're going to take on these powers, if you're going to make these decisions, and I'm not saying you can't, right? I, I frame this in the tweet that I put out there and in the description to this video as free speech meeting free association. Cloudflare has the right to, to, to associate with who it wants. That, that's the nature of running a business. That's the nature of doing these things. Um, they're saying that they don't want that right. They want to be treated as utility. They want to be regulated. And I'm not sure how that will look. They want to be a part of that conversation. They want to be a seat at that table. That's why this language comes out. That's the regulatory capture aspect. But if you think about credit card companies, if you think about others that have to report on transactions and things that relate to content, um, I don't know if they're better off or not. Um, and so that's something that they have to think about. This is, this is a call that I don't know winds up with consumers having a better internet in the long term. Might make Cloudflare happier. Might let them sleep better at night. I'm not sure that this is exactly what folks that just use the internet should be looking for. Just as the telephone company doesn't terminate your line if you say awful, racist, bigoted things, we have concluded in consultation with politicians, policymakers, and experts that turning off security services because we think what you publish is despicable is the wrong policy. To be clear, just because we did it in a limited set of cases before doesn't mean we were right when we did. Or that we will ever do it again. This is seven or eight days before they decide to do it again. Um, it's a very interesting state of affairs here because you don't usually see this. And they're coming out hard because of the response they get. They want to basically say here, we were wrong to do that against those two sites. And we will see those two sites separated from the action that they take today. Again, without the receipts, it's very difficult to tell what in the world is going on um, with Cloudflare on this decision. That's where I find it to be the most deeply concerning. But just going out here and saying we were wrong when we did that, is, is interesting. It's certainly contemplative. It's certainly um, not just the usual corporate doublespeak, but it also doesn't suggest strength in their decision-making process. They are mealy-mouthed here. They are bouncing. They are moving between points of interest on their own spectrum of what they should and shouldn't be doing. But that doesn't mean Cloudflare can't play an important role in protecting those targeted by others on the internet. We work through some nonprofits and some projects. Making choices on what content is deserving or not of security services, especially in any way that could in be interpreted as political, would undermine our ability to provide trustworthy protection of election infrastructure. Okay. Okay. Our policies also respond to regulatory realities. Internet content regulation laws passed over the last five years around the world have largely drawn a line between services that host content and those that provide security and conduit services. Our policies follow this well-considered regulatory guidance. Look at this. It's not always well considered. We, we know this, right? We we can be nice to regulators. We can say, hey, a lot of them are trying their best to do good work. Uh, we can also note it's not always well considered regulatory guidance. Um, and again, this is this is Cloudflare essentially petitioning. This is a, almost a lobbying blog post. We want to be regulated. You guys are super smart. Let's work on this together because we'd prefer to be a part of that. We prevent security services from being used by sanctioned organizations and individuals. We also terminate security services for content which is illegal in the United States, such as CSAM. But otherwise, we believe that cyber attacks are something that everyone should be free of, even if we fundamentally disagree with the content. We will restrict content in geographies where we have received legal orders to do so. When we get to the core technology services, which we're going to skip a little bit here, basically they say we fight these harder. 
that this can't be geofenced as much as our other stuff can. So we bring lawsuits and we ask for various jurisdictions to not do these things. But when you hear this description from Cloudflare, it almost sounds like uh, we're, we're on the precipice of disaster should a specific regime decide to make these things uh, a requirement and Cloudflare might not be the company to stop them. Uh, we also see them kind of uh, paying what I would call in the old Catholic vernacular indulgences. They say, okay, sometimes we do take money for our services from people that we don't like. But what we do is we pay 100% of, their, of those fees to services in the opposite political side of things. I don't know what this adds to actually this particular blog post. It is interesting. And certainly companies can do what they like uh, with their profits, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but this is really that kind of concept of, of indulgences for doing what they otherwise consider to be immoral work. Uh, while we believe we have an obligation to restrict the content that we host ourselves, we do not believe that we have the political legitimacy to determine generally what is and is not online. Political legitimacy is an interesting concept there. No corporation has anything like political legitimacy. Uh, you basically mean you shouldn't be the ones holding the sword. This gets into all sorts of conversations about democracies and tyrannies and majority and republics and how governments are structured and who has political legitimacy and free speech and free speech absolutism and freedom of association. And frankly... This is just Cloudflare throwing its hands up and saying, we don't want any part of this, except they do. They want to provide these services. They want to be at the table for the regulatory approach. They want to say nice things about the regulators. And again, it doesn't give you a lot of strength of belief that these folks are going to be the, the bulwarks of the internet to make sure that things can be open and free. And it'll get even worse when we see the actions that they actually took. And again, this isn't defending the content. My God, as described, it sounds heinous. Uh, and I have never visited this site, I don't believe. It's possible that I have uh, because I sometimes do searches to see exactly what people are saying about the channel or the or the firm. And it, that might have popped up. There's all sorts of forums where the name pops up. And I try to make sure that nobody's, you know, uh, interacting or, or brigading or, 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 or hating on content and things like that. So it, it's possible that I, I have been there and, and not realized what form it is. But I've never deliberately attended this place. And if it, it's as heinous as they describe I can totally understand having that kind of revulsive um, uh, reaction to it. But this is internet structure. This is preventing cyber attacks. This is your reason for being, uh, according to you. And you say you took the wrong action with respect to the times that you did take it. And we're within a week of you deciding to take that action again. We also believe that an internet where cyber attacks are used to silent what's online is a broken internet, which is why they are so adamant about providing their services. In spite of what some may claim, we are not free speech absolutists. Now, they don't give us a definition for what they mean by that. Um, and certainly, based on the actions they've taken, it's clear that they are not. Um, but they also want to kind of live in that bucket. They just don't want the label. There remain many injustices in the world and unfortunately much content online that we find reprehensible. We can solve some of these injustices, but we cannot solve them all. Okay, we're just, now we're just political speech making. What are you talking about now, friend? Like, what do you mean by this, right? We will continue to have conversations about these challenges and how best to approach securing the global internet from cyber attack. We will cooperate with law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what they say is their overall content. Now, that's not even the story. That's August 31st. Then we get, oh, not even a week, September 3rd, right? So ask yourself the question of whether when they write all of that, are they thinking they're going to have to block Kiwi Farms or not? And I would argue that you don't write this exactly this way. 
um, without providing yourself trap doors to actually block Kiwi Farms if you think you're going to take that step. It sounds to me like they didn't believe they were going to take this step. They're explaining why they're not going to take this step uh, to the folks, because if we don't know, we're going to get to the Ars Technica article at the end. Uh, this specific site was being targeted by an online campaign to have them dropped by all their corporate infrastructure providers. Like that's what happens is that there's a drop Kiwi Farms movement. And the other problem that that causes, and I say this to like my kids, right? Sometimes is right. When you do something crazy and I otherwise would have given you what you wanted. Now I can't, right? When you go out there with an online campaign and Cloudflare will say, we don't like online campaigns. We don't think this is the appropriate way to deal with internet issues. Um, that in some ways you create a problem for the authority in that particular situation. You say, oh, well, I can't incentivize this type of behavior. Cloudflare actually says they shouldn't and then goes and does it anyway. It says, well, it's not because of that campaign. Your mileage may vary. When you look at this kind of thing, uh, one, of the, one of the iron rules of economics is you get more of what you incentivize and less of what you punish. Uh, this looks like you've incentivized those campaigns. Um, and so when you talk about taking security features down and hearing from authoritarian regimes, don't be surprised, Cloudflare, if you wind up seeing the drop Kiwi Farms approach for more and more content because you have encouraged it regardless of what you say here. Blocking Kiwi Farms. We have blocked Kiwi Farms. Visitors to any of the Kiwi Farms sites that use any of Cloudflare services will see a Cloudflare block page and a link to this post. Kiwi Farms may move their sites to other providers and in doing so come back online, but we have taken steps to block their content from being accessed through our infrastructure. This is an extraordinary decision for us to make. And given Cloudflare's role as an internet infrastructure provider, a dangerous one that we are not comfortable with. However, the rhetoric on the Kiwi Farm site and specific targeted threats have escalated over the last 48 hours, so that's after their last blog post, to the point that we believe there is an unprecedented emergency and immediate threat to human life, unlike we have previously seen from Kiwi Farms or any other customer before. Now, this is an extraordinary claim, and I'm not saying they're wrong because I don't have the receipts because they didn't provide them to me. But with extraordinary claims, we expect extraordinary evidence. If you are going to say, this is not precedential. We're going to take this action, but nobody should think we're going to take this action against anybody else. The other stuff we did against absolutely heinous content that we have otherwise covered, we think is wrong, but we're also not going to tell you what in the world this means. That is not an effective statement. I sit here and say, prove it to me. I'm on board. I think you're well considered. I think you're thinking through these issues. Talk to me about why this decision was made. I am convincible, uh, right? I am someone that you can persuade on this point if you tell me what you are talking about. And when you don't show it to me, and again, I understand why, right? You don't want to highlight the particular issues. But if you don't show it to me, then I'm left wondering whether or not it actually was that unprecedented emergency. And what, if any, hey there, court trial followers, other steps you will take against other providers of content. And I think you raised the question that we saw earlier in this video, that is, well, what about ISIS? What about everything else that you might otherwise provide cybersecurity for? Now you say, again, escalating threats. You think, okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna get the receipts. Kiwi Farms has frequently been host to revolting content. Again, I get it. You're, you're putting your street cred out there. I'm fully willing to believe you that Kiwi Farms is the worst place on the internet, but I still need more. Revolting content alone does not create an emergency situation that necessitates the action we are taking today. Okay, so that sentence is pointless. 
I, I appreciate that you are trying to establish that this isn't a precedent, but this sentence does nothing to explaining what you're doing. Beginning approximately two weeks ago, a pressure campaign started with the goal to deplatform Kiwi Farms, a goal that is accomplished with this kind of act. That pressure campaign targeted Cloudflare as well as other providers utilized by the site. Cloudflare provided security services to Kiwi Farms, protecting them from DDoS and other cyber attacks. We have never been their hosting provider. So remember, when we look at their little chart, they aren't up here where more moderation happens and they have harsher stuff. They are in here on availability. They are here with respect to security, uh, preventing DDoS attacks and other cyber attacks. Um, so they view that as not terribly worthy of moderation and in fact, more worthy of legal process, due process, not as much as DNS, not as much as you know IP layer, uh, but certainly more uh, the kind of thing that they have represented to the world they don't want to do and that this entire blog post is saying they don't think is the right thing to do and that they shouldn't have the power to do. And yet, four days later, as we outlined last Wednesday, pointing us to the blog post. So I, I do have to respect them for, hey, this thing we said that might appear to be completely in opposite to this action we're taking, we're still holding to that policy. Just disregard it for this purpose. We do not believe that terminating security services is appropriate even to revolting content. In a law-respecting world, the answer to even illegal content is not to use other illegal means like DDoS attacks to silence it. This is a hell of a sentence, right? <clears throat> so this says, we provide security for cyber attacks. We provide bank vaults. We provide uh, protection. They use firefighters as an example. And in a law-respecting world, even illegal content should not be exposed to further illegal activity. We should not be increasing this illegality loop. And so we should be able to provide protection even for that illegal stuff. Banks should not be okay with bank robberies just because there might be illicit funds held in their uh, safe deposit boxes. Um, and I think that's right. But this is, again, all in a blog post about the time that they decided to do it. We are also not taking this action directly because of the pressure campaign. Okay, so they are in the midst of a pressure campaign being asked to take this step and they want to try to make clear that they are not taking this step because they're being asked to take this step. Which almost seems like a sitcom setup, right? Where you got two friends in a room somewhere and some one, one of the friends tells the other that they have to do something and they say, yeah, I'm gonna do it, but not because you told me to. And it's a laugh line right? It's a joke. The audience laughs because it's obvious that there is a component of that particular directive that this person is following. I don't know what to tell Cloudflare here is, but when you're in the midst of a campaign to remove internet infrastructure and you decide to do the thing you are being asked to do, where does that leave us, right? While we have empathy for its organizers. So furthermore, while we're on their side, the people that are asking us to drop Kiwi Farms, we aren't doing it because of them. We are committed as a security provider to protecting our customers, even when they run deeply afoul of our popular opinion or even own morals. I don't know what popular opinion means when referring to yourself, popular within your company, like among your employees. Don't know. The policy we articulated last Wednesday remains our policy, despite your lying eyes. We continue to believe that the best way to relegate cyber attacks to the dustbin of history is to give everyone the tools to prevent them. However, Right, so three paragraphs of hand-waving, and then however, as the pressure campaign escalated, so did the rhetoric on the Kiwi Farm site. Note how they describe this. So they, they're actually ascribing the, the cause and effect here to the campaign to drop them. Um, and they're clearly 
uncomfortable with the notion of pressure campaigns at all, and that the pressure campaign could be argued to have caused this situation. Feeling attacked, users of Kiwi Farms became even more aggressive. Over the last two weeks, we have proactively reached out to law enforcement in multiple jurisdictions, highlighting what we believe are potential criminal acts and imminent threats to human life that were posted to the site. So a couple of things are happening here. One is that Cloudflare is taking the step to report the stuff on this website that they are only providing cybersecurity for and not content hosting to law enforcement, which is interesting in and of itself. And then Cloudflare is unhappy with the speediness of due process, right? Which, which calls into question this whole thing, right? How much do you really believe in due process if you're saying it's not fast enough? It's a, we're, sure, we, we send it to them, but while law enforcement in these areas are working to investigate what we and others reported, unfortunately, the process is moving more slowly than the escalating risk, as determined by us, right? So we don't want this power. We don't think we should hold this power. We, we think it's dangerous to the internet and communications on the whole, but the, the police, the, the damn judges, the lawyers, they're moving too slow uh, for us. So we're going to take this step that we think is beyond the pale, basically, as described by themselves on Wednesday. I'm not saying this is the wrong call. I'm saying that this is a very confused set of statements from a company that you very much don't want to be confused. They say they have 30% of the Fortune 500. They have 20% of the internet. They have millions of users. They don't want to be in this business. And yet, when pressured, they will say it's not because of the pressure, but because of more aggression and things that we don't otherwise see described. And I do see in the comments, people asking, well, what, what receipts would you like? I think, honestly, we need to see some of the posts. We need to see what you are reacting to in order to understand why this is different from the Daily Storm or why this is different from various threats that you might see on other websites that Cloudflare provides cyber attack protection from. Again, not defending the content, but you're going to have to put up receipts when you are waving your hands at everybody saying, don't take this as precedent. We weren't convinced by this outrage campaign. We don't want to have this power. We don't want to do this, but we're doing it anyway because as determined by us, the law moves too slowly, and this was way beyond the pale. Maybe it was, but talk to me about that. Like I said, I'm persuadable on this point, but I'm not getting what I should be getting from the section called escalating threats, except your assertion that this crossed some invisible line that you are the sole arbiter of and also control massive portions of the infrastructure of the internet. I get worried, folks right? I get worried about infrastructure companies taking these kinds of decisions, not because anybody should necessarily be defending whatever was said over the last few days on this particular website. It could be the worst thing ever, but I can't speak to that when I don't get the information. They say law is moving too slowly. While we believe that in every other situation we have faced, including Daily Stormer and 8chan, it would have been appropriate as an infrastructure provider for us to wait for legal process, despite the fact that it doesn't appear that they did that in those instances, in this case, the imminent and emergency threat to human life, which continues to escalate, causes us to take this action. Hard cases make bad law, which is a phrase you will hear in law school that basically says when you're in the gray area, when you're on the margins and something looks particularly confusing or one side or the other that maybe doesn't have the law behind them is clearly the, the more uh, generous actor, right? The law is behind the evil landlord, but the tenant is a widow and, and is also caring for uh, multiple orphans, and you're just inclined to go with them. Hard facts make bad law, right? This isn't law. 
This is a company making a decision that they are almost entirely within their rights to do, but that we should be concerned about because their logic is all over the place. This is a hard case, and we would caution anyone from seeing it as setting precedent. You won't tell us the specifics, so it's a little bit hard for us there. The policies we articulated last Wednesday remain our policies set again, right? We're in the doth protest too much phase when you have to put the same sentence twice within three paragraphs. For an infrastructure provider like Cloudflare, legal process is still the correct way to deal with revolting and potentially illegal content online. But we need a mechanism where there is an emergency threat to human life for infrastructure providers to work expediently with legal authorities in order to ensure the decisions we make are grounded in due process. Expedience and due have a, have a tense relationship under the law. Right. If you're going to get due process, there's a certain amount of thoroughness that has to take place. Unfortunately, that mechanism does not exist. And so we are making this uncomfortable emergency decision alone. And Nicholas has, I think, an example here. The girl screams, stop, so I have to kill her. Who's escalating? And do you try to interfere or wait for the cops while she is getting killed? Okay, so that's uh, presumably, Nicholas, I'm assuming that that's an example of what is on uh, this particular forum. Uh, And you can look at that and you can say uh, that is a... Uh, immediate threat, which is primarily what is prohibited under American law and the different jurisdictions, by God. I don't envy Cloudflare and their global position, any of this. Uh, But I think we do have to understand that internet rhetoric is often ridiculous. And I can't speak to whether or not uh, that crosses any specific line. Uh, But we have to ask ourselves exactly what role we want to have internet infrastructure providers making, making a determination from however many miles away that this crosses into immediate threat territory. You're presuming that there is actual access and uh, desire and not heated internet rhetoric to move on this kind of stuff. Uh, And I think the, the forums could act on it, certainly. Potentially, we could talk about illegality in terms of that immediate threat language and what's prohibited um, under the law. But do we want the folks that prevent cyber attacks to go in there and block those websites? Um, I think reasonable minds can differ on that, Nicholas. I'm sorry to say. Uh, But I do think that we should get more information uh, on that. Uh, Finally, we are aware and concerned that our action may only fan the flames of this emergency. Not so concerned not to do it, of course. Kiwi Farms itself will most likely find other infrastructure that allows them to come back online. And even if they don't, the individuals that use the site to increasingly terrorize will feel even more isolated and attacked. There is a real risk that by taking this action today, we may have further heightened the emergency which seems like a wild thing to admit to. I wouldn't want that in court where I cloud flare. We will continue to work proactively with law enforcement to help with their investigations into the site and the individuals who have posted what may be illegal content to it. So so they terrorize. It's an emergency we have to take action on, but we're not actually going to commit to saying that it's illegal because the legal process hasn't actually proceeded yet. And we recognize that while our blocking Kiwi Farms temporarily addresses the situation, it by no means solves the underlying problem. What's the underlying problem, Cloudflare? That solution will require much more work across society. Seriously, what is the underlying problem? We're hopeful that our attack action today will help provoke conversations towards addressing that larger problem. Seriously, Cloudflare, what is the underlying problem? Talk to me about specifics. And we stand ready to participate in that conversation. I stand ready as well. What do you think the underlying problem is? Is it that your business shouldn't exist and it should be run by the governments of the world? Because somebody could take those blog posts and understand it to mean that. Then we have all sorts of freedom of speech problems. Uh, but what are, you, what are you looking to have done here? And again, look, this is almost certainly heinous stuff. 
but we have to talk very specifically about a complicated question about what this company is doing and whether or not they're making any sense in, in public. They're clearly thinking through their statements, but they're not reaching logical conclusions when you put these two posts together. That's why we took all the time to go through this first post. And I would love to say to you, oh, okay, that makes sense. I understand. I understand the differences that you are asserting here. I understand why you're taking these actions. And instead, what I get is, wow, I feel like the internet is significantly more unsecure looking at how this company thinks about its role than I did before all this happened. And Kiwi Farms, as heinous as they are, isn't the entirety of the internet. Uh, and so that's dangerous. And that's what Ars Technica says. Cloudflare explains why Kiwi Farms was its most dangerous customer ever. They used the blog post a little bit. Over Labor Day weekend, one of the biggest online security service providers, Cloudflare, made what it called a dangerous decision to block access to one of its most controversial customers, an increasingly violent alt-right web forum called Kiwi Farms. Now, this is an interesting use of the word violent. I don't know. Hey, is there accusations that they've actually committed violence of some kind? Or, or is this threats and words? Because details matter. And, and I know there are social media rhetoric places that say, you know, words are violence. That's just not true. We need definitions. We need words to matter. Uh, and so, you know, what does violence mean here? What has happened from that particular website? I would love to know these kinds of things, but I don't get it. I get assertions from all of these posts and from this article. The decision came two weeks into a pressure campaign dubbed Drop Kiwi Farms, which was launched by Clara Sorrenti, online alias uh, Keffels, which is what uh, raised it in my mind because somebody asked me about this, a transgender activist and Twitch streamer among those targeted most venomously by Kiwi Farms. The goal was to protect people like Keffels and fight back by forcing Cloudflare and other internet service providers to stop enabling Kiwi Farms escalating attacks on trans people and other vulnerable communities. So understand, right? Cloudflare goes out there. They have a Drop Kiwi Farms uh, campaign against them. And they say, we're going to drop Kiwi Farms. And then they say, I have a paragraph. But keep in mind, this has nothing to do with that that, that uh, particular movement. <clears throat> and of course, everybody that reports on this is going to put it in these terms. Hey, there was a campaign to take them down. Hey, it succeeded, right? We'll scroll down. It's a little spoiler here. But we get to the place where Capitals was talking about it. And they say, the campaign is over. We won. Absolutely. That's what I would say if I were in those shoes. <clears throat> That's what it looks like to the world. And this is how you get more of that. And if you don't like that, Cloudflare, you should have thought about that or how you explain your actions. <clears throat> Cloudflare held out for weeks as the pressure campaign raged on social media. But then, within a 48-hour period, Cloudflare noted that Kiwi Farms users were growing increasingly aggressive and had started doxing and swatting victims. <clears throat> swatting is absolutely terrible, but speaks as much to the problems with our police and law enforcement as anything else. Doxing is when someone publishes private information to incite violence against a target. Okay, pause. I don't know that doxing as a defined term requires you to have the goal of inciting violence against a target. Um, I, I think at its baseline level, doxing, which I do find to be at bare minimum a breach of internet protocol, <clears throat> uh, he says, as someone that uses his name and says the city that he's in uh, at the top of every video, um, is uh, by design a, a problem at its instance that you want to be anonymous and someone is breaching that anonymity. Uh, but we have issues policing that because you can do it with publicly available information, right? We have things like real property roles where you can find out where people live. We have pictures that they put up publicly online that have skylines or where they might be. Um, and so the law, and we'll get to this a little bit later in this article, has an issue with, well, 
if it's all just called from places that the public has access to, <clears throat> what's the crime? And the crime could be putting it all together, but when then how do you describe it? What's the line that you draw? And so we're going to see here, Ars Technica is going to assert that doxing is already illegal. They are wrong. Um, and doxing is only illegal with very specific circumstances that they actually link to and just ignore. Um, but it's a very complicated question, again, for the law. Swatting involves placing a hoax call, reporting imminent suicide or gun violence to police so they descend on targets with force. Absolutely illegal and unfortunately not prevented enough. Uh, and this is an action that people really should take and, you know, that police... Uh, Police bodies in various jurisdictions really should be more aware of. It's honestly, uh, you know, something that, uh, that, that, you know, that worries my family uh, from time to time. Drop Kiwi Farms also reported that the forum's attacks were becoming more extreme. Uh, they documented a complete history of the attacks. I, I looked at that website. It, it wasn't self-evident. They had a lot of things that were on that front page. It's possible that they have more of that stuff there. Cloudflare watched as Kiwi Farms mutated from what it saw as a valid customer in need of a company's protection from cybersecurity attacks to a site that posed an imminent threat to human life. And then we have Alyssa Starzak, Cloudflare's VP, who's one of the co-authors of that first article we read. We definitely had complaints coming in, but if you were watching even mainstream social media over the weekend, which I was, what you saw are some things that were really direct threats, some very specific information about things that were planned, which I didn't see. Just... just just put them up. Explain. You can redact like whatever the address information would be if that's what your concern is. But, you know, show us what you're talking about. That escalation is what started to worry us. That's really what prompted us to act over the weekend. There was no time to involve law enforcement and allow for due process, Cloudflare decided. So completely separate from this story, completely separate from this action, completely separate from all of this. This is the kind of sentence that gives me heart palpitations. There was simply no time to follow the rules, right? I, I I would give the devil the benefit of the law, as I say here, from time to time. There was no time to involve law enforcement and allow for due process is the statement of tyrants. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, it is. They might've made the right call. Tyrants make the right call from time to time. They might've made the right call. This, as a lawyer and a believer in process and rule of law and all of this, civil rights and the rest, uh, this is scary as hell. There was no time to involve law enforcement and allow for due process. Now, fairness, this is Ars Technica's paraphrasing of what that blog post is, but it is effectively what they said. It is not an incorrect paraphrasing of what that blog post said. Then they summarized that blog post. We can skip that. Uh, Starzak, who again is the VP over at Cloudflare, told ours that Kiwi Farms did find other infrastructure to stay online, but without security services like Cloudflare's protections, the site cannot necessarily withstand the onslaught of cyber attacks intended to block all access to the site because we're not providing those services anymore. Even though we say we are against cyber attacks, we want to throw them in the dustbin of history. We're against them entirely. We're going to leave them out into the void. Because of that seemingly unavoidable vulnerability, Cloudflare's decision appears to have effectively shut down the increasingly violent forum, that's a second reference to specific violence, Sorrenti tweeted that another Kiwi Farms target known as Remember MX recently got the alt-right forum's web history entirely scrubbed from the internet archive. Now, we saw a comment at the top of this video that says, okay, Cloudflare makes sense to me. What the hell is the internet archive doing? I can't tell you, right? Ostensibly, the purpose of the internet archive is educational to actually document the history of the internet. Um, and presumably not everything that was on this website is otherwise um, violent or terroristic or whatever Ars Technica wants to describe it as. So that's an interesting choice. 
uh, by the Internet Archive. And I tend to agree that that's even more removed. However, the Internet Archive is just a service and isn't part of the infrastructure of the Internet, or at least not obviously so. Perhaps we should have infrastructural archiving of some kind. Drop Kiwi Farms posted a statement that confirmed all the major corporations that provide the services to keep Kiwi Farms online have decided that Kiwi Farms poses a great list, a uh, great risk. They say, we won. And who deserves protection from cyber attacks? Ars Technica tries to grapple with this issue that Cloudflare is, I would argue, unsuccessfully grappling with. Cloudflare's decision was difficult for the company because it believes its duty as an internet infrastructure provider is to not pull security services from customers without offering some legal recourse. I think people have misunderstood what our overarching view is on this, the VP says, and largely the sort of situation here was that we were being asked to step aside as a security provider so that the site could be subject to cyber attack. Again, remembering this is what they did. And that has been the longstanding question for us, like this idea that you're addressing problematic content by stepping aside to allow an attack that's probably itself illegal. That's fair. That's a, that's an, that's a fair statement to make, but it doesn't answer why exactly this happens here. One improvement Cloudflare and activists can agree on Kiwi Farms isn't the only web forum responsible for doxing and swatting attempts. Response Earlier this year, Twitch streamers asked law enforcement for a better mechanism to report intensifying attacks. Cloudflare asked for a similar way to respond more responsibly to rapidly escalating situations where criminal activity or mortal danger appears imminent. Cloudflare's abuse policy says that the company has held significant discussions with policymakers to attempt to change the culture so that decisions come down from legal bodies and aren't left to tech companies. They also asked for them themselves to be regulated. Cloudflare maintains that pressure campaigns are not the appropriate mechanism for addressing problematic content online. Doxing is already in some cases illegal. Oh, they changed the line. God damn it, Ars Technica. <laughs> so this used to say, oh man, I should look up the internet archive. This used to say doxing is already illegal. And I tweeted out, no, don't take your legal counsel from uh, Ars Technica because in some cases is even still too broad. They link to this, which <clears throat> if you're only reading the headline, you know enough to know enough. Protection of individuals performing certain official duties. Hey, are you an official of the federal government? No? We might have a problem. Whoever knowingly makes restricted personal information about a covered person or a member of the immediate family of that covered person publicly available is in trouble. What is a covered person? Well, that's a person performing services for the federal government. It's a grand juror. It's an informant to a federal criminal investigation. It's a state or local officer or employee whose restricted personal information is made publicly available because of their participation in a federal criminal investigation. That's all this relates to. And Ars Technica went out there with is already illegal. They were wrong. They fixed it. Let's see if they, did they mention it? Is it, is it a Washington Post scenario here? I don't see, I don't see any of this. All right, well, there you go. In some cases, got added, maybe because of me, maybe because of their Twitter. Who knows? What's missing, Cloudflare suggests, is legislation that blocks websites from hosting content that promotes doxing. Okay, Cloudflare, you have presented an interesting problem and an interesting thing that needs a solution. Define those things. Okay? Define what doxing is. Define making it illegal. Define when a website is promoting doxing, if it provides a neutral forum let's look at this, right? Because you're either going to regulate it out of existence or you're going to co-opt internet infrastructure to do it, or you're also going to co-opt the people that operate the website. Maybe that's okay with you, but you got to really think through what this looks like. And instead you're doing that thing where you're sitting at, you know, the student union saying something should be done about this. 
while you're holding the keys to the kingdom in the internet infrastructure. And we're going to need more than that, Cloudflare. From a regulatory regime standpoint, I think we're moving towards a better place. But again, verdict's still out about whether any of those would actually solve the problem or not. Okay. Drop Kiwi Farms final statement. This all ends. We're going to skip because we're running a little long already. But this is essentially uh, congratulating themselves as to succeeding. And I can't say they're wrong. They 100% succeeded. So I'm sure a lot of you have a lot of thoughts on this. I think there was a super chat I already missed. I'm going to go back and grab it. What do you all think? This is a very complicated set of questions. It is not remotely casual Friday. Rob, I saw you come in and say, hey, thought this was casual Friday. You missed the intro where I said it's not going to be a terribly casual Friday. Uh, but what, what do you what do you think? What do you think about all this? Because it's it's intrinsically interesting to me. And it's also intrinsically concerning to me, right? Again, when you have those concepts, we just couldn't wait for law enforcement, even though we think these people are owed due process. Sometimes due process sucks, right? Sometimes we throw out evidence that could potentially put someone away because the entire process is wrong and it puts our society in danger. And that's more important than any one given situation. What do you think? about these questions. Um, and I'm definitely not going to sit here and defend any of the sites that they took action against. But I do think we need to have a conversation about what role these companies should play, especially when they can't make a convincing argument one way or the other in posted or four days apart. Um, so, you know, let me know. Uh, let me know. Uh, let's see here. We do have a super chat from Britt. When you bow to the mob, you just embolden the mob. Even if they think they had an effect, they are emboldened. This is how mob rule works. Right. Optics matter, folks. Right. I am not sitting here and saying that Cloudflare sat in the back office and said, we're listening to this mob and we're going to do this thing. But they are going to put up a post that says we won and you cannot tell them they are wrong. You did the thing they asked you to do. And regardless of what your reasoning is for it, you have to take that into account when you take the action. Right. So if you've got a very significantly organized, well publicized campaign asking you to do this thing, which you feel is wrong, you put that out in your post and then you do it anyway, saying you weren't listening to them. Nobody believes you. I don't believe you, even if you are true. And you got to take that into account when you say bad facts, make bad law. You actually say bad cases, but it's bad facts, make bad law. The importance of that notion is that you have to realize you're in a bad fact scenario and not do the thing that makes the bad law. You did the other thing and it's defendable. That's the always the big problem with bad facts make bad law. Of course it's defendable, right? Of course it's defendable, but you have to go and look at that second order function, that third order function, what this means. And you seem to understand intrinsically that it means something important, but what that is is unknown. And you are now in control of what you self-describe as 20% of the internet. I don't know how anybody can help but be worried if the infrastructure people start engaging in policing content of this type. That's my position, not yours. I'm sure you have other thoughts on that. Uh, but I, a lawyer, am intrinsically worried about that kind of role being taken. As Rob says at Law and Lumber, freedom is the freedom to say two plus two makes four. Pick the book up and reread it again. Just a fun experiment. Freedom is the freedom to say two plus two makes four. I thought, okay, hold on. Two plus two can be five. That's freedom, Rob. I'm so confused about this. I think it's a Big Brother reference or 1984 reference. I always get those confused. I apologize. Um, but um, yeah, Rob, what do you think, Rob? You're sitting here in the background always, just taking snipe shots, never coming on my show in the morning. You say it's too early. That's fine. Uh, but what do you think? Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Read the archive from Emily. 
not sure that the way to address violent or hurtful rhetoric is just to pretend that it doesn't exist. No. And I think you see Cloudflare in their blog post making the correct acknowledgement that says, hey, when, when you isolate this stuff, it tends to escalate and radicalize further. We're not sure that's the right call. We think it might even make things worse. We know more authoritarian regimes are going to ask for stuff. We know other people are going to ask for stuff. We don't really have a great way of saying uh, we did this right because, honestly, the actions we took in the past few years we're now saying are wrong. Are you going to say that this was wrong in two years from now? I mean, who is running your company? Who is thinking about the optics? This is so critically important to the Internet. Honestly, I'm half inclined to say, all right, you want to take it away from you? I think we should take it away from you because you're not clearly the steward that we need on this kind of stuff. Britt says to Carrie, I remember when the right was trying to censor things in the 80s and 90s. Sure as hell. I will never trust either side's idea of what should be kept from the general public. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I mean, that's the interesting thing. You look at it just through the lens of video games, which we do here in this space. And you see the, the Jack Thompsons of the world talking about uh, you know, Mortal Kombat, Night Trap, and Grand Theft Auto. You saw Senate hearings. This is, you want to talk about radicalizing. This is probably what informed my worldview and sent me to law school was those Senate hearings that were absolutely stupid about video games at the time in the early 1990s. You had all sorts of people discussing these various issues um, on various sides of the political spectrum. And in each case, you have authority figures and folks saying, well, you know, uh, we can get in there, we can mix it up, and we can say what is uh, worthy of being heard by people. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Gosera, I think Cloudflare jumped the gun, but when it comes to the Internet Archive, it's part of their terms of service that they will act if it goes against some privacy or could be criminal. Yeah, like I said, they're not as big of a concern because they're not internet infrastructure. Um, but it it does serve a purpose, the Internet Archive. Um, and so it is arguable that archiving of this kind of stuff, keeping that historical uh, impact of the internet intact, maybe should be infrastructure, maybe should be built in uh, to the internet. Uh, but either way, I don't begrudge them it as much as say, okay, well, okay, you're, are you so... If you decide something is bad enough, you're, you're not going to archive it is, a, is, again, an interesting precedent because if you want to go and have this conversation, if just thinking about it from an academic perspective, somebody wants to talk about this in 10 years, wants to write a paper on what happened here when internet infrastructure went a little bit crazy in order to go and use the evidence as it stood, they don't have a mechanism to do that at all. Um, and so I do think that if the internet archive is to serve that educational purpose, it has to think about those things. I think you could archive it and make it non-public. I think you could essentially archive it in the in the dangerous section of the uh, of the library, as it were. Um, and maybe they are, uh, but certainly I don't I don't know that it makes sense to just delete it entirely. So we'll see. Um, let's see. Mortem says not a fan of all the banning. They haven't convinced me that it was justified. Just saying that there was an imminent threat to human life doesn't mean there actually was. Yeah, it's a it's a raw assertion. Right. And again, I'm persuadable on this point, but we don't take raw assertions on face value here in virtual legality um, or on this channel. Um, uh, you have to give examples. Uh, Don Leinart says, can we make today a little more casual with this chat? Please, please do. Hogan, honor of the UB forward tomorrow, revealing Mirage, rank the Assassin's Creed games. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is my favorite. Assassin's Creed 2 is probably second. Um, uh, then we swing around for the London one. My goodness, what is the London one called? Clearly, my third favorite, Assassin's Creed. The names don't always reflect the content of their games, folks. So Odyssey is about the Odyssey. It's about the Peloponnesian War, give or take. Um, and I do tend to like what they did with their, their RPGification of it. Assassin's Creed 2 is really the, the height 
of what they did with Assassin's Creed original recipe. Uh, and then the London one. Somebody will remember the London one. Syndicate. Look at everybody saying Syndicate. Yeah. Like that's the obvious answer to that, right? So Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I really enjoyed. The London one uh, with the brother and sister. Um, I, I'll go that far, uh, right? I think probably then Origins and Valhalla follow that up because I do like that format even more than I like the original format. Uh, but uh, Assassin's Creed 2 and Syndicate are my favorite of the originals, uh, except for Black Flag. What do you do with Black Flag? Black Flag somewhere in there. Casual. Yeah. I'll try not to name all the Assassin's Creeds because I really didn't like the France one. Um, I uh, really didn't like all the sequels to two. Uh, I really didn't like three. Um, so yeah, we'll go with Black Flag above Syndicate. So it'll be Odyssey um, and then Assassin's Creed 2 and then Black Flag and then Syndicate and then Valhalla and then Origins. That's as far as we'll go. All right. Thanks, Don. I appreciate talking about video games a little bit on Casual Friday. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Kurt says, Black Flag number one, all else sucks. No, Kurt. I'm not even justifying that with a response. It was a 1984 reference. That's what I thought. Thanks, Drive. I appreciate it. Uh, Hogue, I'm here by nominating you for the Supreme Court's next vacancy. Honestly, I don't, I don't want that kind of heat. I know it sounds funny for a guy that's online all the time and doing videos like this. Um, that is a, that is a fraught position for somebody with a family. Um, I will say that, um, you know, a, a number of folks have tried to get me into politics. Uh, and ultimately the decision was made that that is, um, that is too much. That is too much to ask of, of the Hogue family. Uh, and I agree, uh, with that. Um, so um, uh, Green Grey Dull, as I understand it, the problem you have is that they, not that they shut it down, but they didn't sufficiently prove to the public that there was an imminent threat. Well, I mean, there's a whole number of things there, right? No, I don't think they sufficiently proved that there was an imminent threat. I don't know that they're the proper arbiters of what is an imminent threat. I definitely don't think that they should say we're using law enforcement, but law enforcement is going too slow. You pick one lane or the other. If you want to be, you know, the tyrant kings of the internet, that's at least a defensible position. I don't want to associate with these things. I can do that. They deserve due process, but it's too slow. That's that's probably the worst position that you can take. So I, I have a number of issues with that. Um, uh, if you want to hear the side from the owner of Kiwi Farms, he was interviewed on Nick on Ricada Law. I think people reference that. Um, you can go check that out. Um, and it is nine o'clock and I have to do some law firm stuff. Rob says no link this morning. Ha! Hoisted on my own petard. That is true. I knew I had a lot to go through. So I didn't offer the link to anybody. Uh, Kurt asked for the link. Rob is right. Rob, I rescind my sarcastic comments about you not joining the episode because I did not offer a link to anyone. Guilty as charged. I hate the rationalization for the limited exception. How many travesties have occurred because of that first limited exception allowing power to expand? Exactly. Well said. Um, uh, LawTube Sub says this sucks because Cloudflare was an internet company that was not morally bankrupt and made money to be a tech giant. I like them, but now they're wading into problematic areas. I, I think all the infrastructure companies should be very, very reluctant to do any of this. The internet lives on this kind of stuff. And if it can't, there are all sorts of problems, including the co-opting of their powers uh, by the regulatory authorities. That's that's another aspect of this. It's like, I don't, I'm not sure we actually want regulatory bodies co-opting these powers. I, we got all sorts of constitutional problems here in the United States about that. Uh, so a lot of issues all around. Hey, Rich, 
casual Friday. We're going to do five more minutes than I have to do law, folks. So get your questions in, super chats, whatever, in that five minutes. Legally speaking, can the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl? Absolutely. I thought we outlawed this in the late 1980s. I love the Buffalo Bills. Um, Detroit Lions are my team. You can have pity on me. Uh, but I think the Buffalo Bills have a great team. Josh Allen's amazing. I think they have a real good chance to do that. Uh, they say Internet Archive doesn't delete, so maybe it is stored in the dangerous section of the library. We'll see. Um I just have to say to Carrie, says, uh, lawyers have entered the chat, has a positive spin for me since finding all the law tubers. Needed a lawyer for something this week and wasn't intimidated to go find one. We're just people. We're just people. And in fact, people have reached out to me all the time and asked for contacts and referrals. Sometimes I can help, sometimes I can't. Uh, but, uh, you know, I love that. Um, Splatoon 3, Splatoon 3, especially today. Splatoon 3 day. Very excited to play it with my girls. It's going to be fun. It's going to be very, very fun. We have people saying syndicate. Fantastic. Uh, no, go Pat, says Ann. <laughs> Patriots have had a lot of winning. And I think we can give the Bills this one, right? The Bills have not had a lot of winning. Um, the Bills have had more winning than the Lions, to be fair. Um, but I do think the Bills can win the Super Bowl. That's here asks, is there no Lawyers and Dragons this week? There is 100% Lawyers and Dragons tomorrow. Please come 10 a.m. tomorrow. Check it out. The story advances. We're moving into act two of the story. I just haven't put the placeholder up yet because I've been so, so busy this week. So I apologize. Uh, but it's going to go up after this episode or maybe after my meetings this morning. Um, and it'll be up there 10 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern, same time as it's always been. We're going to have fun with Lawyers and Dragons. It's one of my favorite parts of the week. Please come join us. Great question, Sarah. 100%. There will be Lawyers and Dragons tomorrow. Um, okay. All right. Fantastic. I think we got through most of this stuff. Uh, Christy says, I want to be at your place. The girls are going to have so much fun today. We're going to have so much fun. It's, it's Splatoon 3 day. It's going to be awesome. Um, Rob is talking in the chat. Uh, Don's got his own ranking. He has Unity number one. Uh, no, no, he has one, three, then Unity. So <laughs> That's pretty good, Don. We have like the opposite list. I said, I don't like the France one. That's Unity. I didn't mention one. I said, I don't like three. Uh, Valhalla. So they have Brotherhood at the top. That's two. Oh, uh, well, Brotherhood's the sequel to two, I think. Um, Brotherhood, Odyssey, two, Syndicate, Origins, Black Flag. Yeah, okay. Uh, so almost exactly the... Oh, no, it's worst to best. It's almost the same as me. Fantastic, Don. <laughs> Unity, the France one, was terrible. I hated Unity. Hated it completely. Only Assassin's Creed I think I didn't get very far in. I would say finish, but you absolutely can't finish the current Assassin's Creed. I have no idea if Valhalla has an ending. If they didn't code an ending to Valhalla, I would never know about it. And I would deign to guess 90 some odd percent of players would never know about it. So Valhalla might not ever finish. Uh, I just play it from time to time. I do one of the territories for five hours and it's like a little Assassin's Creed game, you know, once a quarter. It's fantastic. But I'm never, ever, ever finishing that game. Okay, folks, thank you so much for hanging out in Not So Casual Friday here on Hangouts and Headlines. As I mentioned, Lawyers and Dragons will definitely be tomorrow. I absolutely love it. Michigan Wolverines are playing. I think they're going to beat Hawaii. It's the highest spread in the history of the team. Can't say that the Michigan football program is giving us great product content for the first two weeks, but wins are nice. So go blue to my Wolverines. Good luck to all your college football teams. NFL starts. Good luck to your Bills and to your Pats uh, and everybody else. Have a great, great, great weekend, folks. Don't get too stressed out about internet infrastructure providers. There's very little we can do in any event, but I do think it's an important conversation to have. So until the next Hangouts and Headlines, Virtually Legality, Lawyers and Dragons, or anywhere else you might see me, have an absolute great one, and I will see you soon.